Hi, I'm Clarissa Williams. Welcome to Shine Messengers. We are excited to bring you ShineCast, the podcast we've created to shine a light on issues and topics and people and leaders relevant today. First things first, I want to tell you a little bit about myself. I was born and raised in Williamsburg, Kentucky, a small town in the Appalachian Mountains of Southern Kentucky. If you're driving down I-75, we used to always say it's the last Kentucky town before you leave Kentucky or the first Kentucky town as you enter Kentucky. Growing up, my mom and dad raised my sister and I in a Christian household. We always grew up going to church. My dad was a a several generation Baptist preacher and I loved going to church. I got saved when I was nine years old, but you know, we all go through life and life pulls us in different directions and we pull away, but we always come back. And we're reminded that if we train up a child in the way of God, that when they're older, they won't depart from it. So, That is what has brought us to Shine Messengers. About six years ago, I was fired for standing up for my faith. And I decided then that it was time to be bold, to take a stand even more than I ever had before. So there's a lot of different things that I want to share with you, and I look forward to sharing with you. There's a lot of different people I look forward to introducing you to. I met my husband, Herbert Williams, while attending Union College in Barberville, Kentucky. We have two children, Bethany and Cameron. They're adult children. It's really weird for me to say adult children, but that's the reality that I have now. Early on, I always loved journalism. From the time that I can remember helping with our student publications to working on our high school newspaper to working on our college newspapers, Uh, Shout out at this time to my college professor, Pam Spradling, and my high school teachers and mentors, Brenda Fusen and David Sweet. They always taught us that we should always question everything and cover journalism the way that it should be covered. I loved journalism, investigative reporting, really digging in and finding the truth, finding the facts. We don't see that often today. We definitely don't see it the way we should. So it's my goal to bring you those types of stories, the stories of the people who are making a way and shining a light for others, future leaders of today's generation. I also want to tell you a little bit about some of the things that I've done. So I've worked in journalism for over 30 years since I was 15, maybe a little bit longer than 30 years. Uh, I always dreamed of myself owning an ad agency. Growing up, I always watched Who's the Boss with my sister, and I always thought that would be so cool to have an ad agency like Angela. But life happens and you go a different direction. So I started out working in journalism, uh, working as an ad sales rep, and quickly grew. And I had a goal. It was just the deep goal inside of me to be a publisher of a newspaper group 
before I was 30 years old. I was one of the youngest female publishers in the industry, becoming a publisher at age 29, having the opportunity to move to Illinois, where I started out as a publisher. I had worked in Corbin, Kentucky when I first got started. My family moved across the country with me from time to time. We lived in Illinois several times. We lived in Delaware. We lived in Tennessee, uh, where my son was born, out of Oak Ridge. And um, we also lived in Florida twice. We lived in Kentucky a couple of times where I grew up. We really enjoyed being in Tennessee. And, and after I got fired, we decided to move to Tennessee. I was offered a position and uh, quickly God bestowed his, his blessings on me. He, he really helped me to solidify my faith like I'd never done before. And a lot of times people don't understand what that means. But when you're going through something or you're going through the fire, only God can help give you peace. And that is what I hope to give all of you. I hope to show you in today's world, you don't have to be afraid. You know, the, the word fear is mentioned in the Bible 365 times. It's almost like God's reminder don't be afraid every day of the year. Now they're all in different contexts, of course, but they're still a good reminder. So as I started working on ideas for this podcast, I had a lot of different ideas. And those that know me know I have a lot of ideas. Sometimes they're not the most popular ideas, but you know what? There's a lot of things that you're going to do and say as a Christian that aren't popular. Jesus Christ himself was not popular at his time. You just have to stand and stand firm. One of the things that I kept coming across was Proverbs 31. I found this cup for Proverbs 31. While shopping at TJ Maxx, which I love, probably a little too much, I found this notebook, Proverbs 31. Then I was looking at uh, devotionals at Walmart and I was kind of flipping through the pages and Proverbs 31 jumps out. So I started thinking a lot about that. And I thought, God's talking to me. He's telling me, we need to show people what Proverbs 31 women look like today. You know, and there's a lot of people that think it's a wonder woman, a, a superwoman who works all the time and, and doesn't take care of her children. That is not what the Proverbs 31 woman is. I'm a Gen Xer and... I am 100% pro-life. A lot of people know that about me. Not afraid to say that. I believe that when you have an opinion, you should have facts to base that opinion upon. All of my facts come from the Bible. I want girls to know today, and young women, or even older women for that matter, to know it's okay to be pro-life. It's okay to be feminine. A lot of times, I have, I've talked with people and I've told them, you know, as a female, especially in the journalism field, it's not really the most popular thing to be conservative. I'm 100% conservative to the core, uh, but I'm more Christian than conservative. That There is a difference. The thing about it is when you are a conservative Christian, especially in the media field, it is not the most popular place to be. So you have to learn how to Stand on your opinion and defend your opinion. And that's what I have done. I am not a biblical scholar. I definitely don't have all the answers. But this is what I was always taught. This is where the answers are. When we go through life, and there's always going to be things that hit us, we have to look 
where our answers come from. And my help has always came from the Lord. I haven't always had an easy life. I haven't always had all the answers. As a matter of fact, I would say I've been an overcomer in every fact of life. I was born premature. I only weighed four pounds. Now, most people probably would have advocated for my mother to have an abortion because I probably shouldn't be here today, but that's not the case. Most people would have said she doesn't have enough experience to be a publisher, but that's just not the case. Once I lost my job, most people would have thought I would give up, but that's not the case. What the case is, is that I followed the plan and the purpose that God had for me. I have often talked with people who are probably some of the most self-professed liberal people in the universe, and we agree to disagree. When I was growing up, it was okay to have a different opinion. It's not okay anymore, which is not okay. I believe everyone should have an opinion. Everyone should have the ability to share their opinion. Everyone should have the ability to tell you what they believe without fear of repercussion. And I may not agree with you, and I may not understand your decisions, but I'm going to defend your ability to have your right of speech. So let's talk a little bit about the Proverbs 31 woman, because there are some specific things that I think are important to know about. One is this is a person who has strength and dignity. And it really speaks to me because there's a lot of different ways you can look at this. Um, I believe that the Proverbs 31 woman does take care of her children. She does take care of her family. She can work at home. She can be a stay-at-home mom. She can be a working mom. The thing about it that unites all women as Proverbs 31 women is their ability to take care and have compassion for other people. So if we go to Proverbs 31 and we start at verse 10, who can find a virtuous wife? For her worth is far more than rubies. The heart of her husband safely trusts her, so he will have no lack of gain. She does him good and not evil all the days of her life. She seeks wool and flax and willingly works with her hands. She is like the merchant ships. She brings her food from afar. She also rises while it is yet night and provides food for her household and a portion for her maidservants. She considers a field and buys it. From her profits, she plants a vineyard. She girds herself with strength and strengthens her arms. She perceives that her merchandise is good and her lamp does not go out by night. She stretches out her hand to the distaff and her hand holds the spindle. She extends her hand to the poor, yet, yes, she reaches out her hands to the needy. She is not afraid of snow for her household, for all of her household is clothed with scarlet. She makes tapestry for herself. Her clothing is fine linen and purple. Her husband is known in the gates when he sits among the elders of the land. She makes linen garments and sells them and supplies sashes for the merchants. Strength and honor are her clothing. She shall rejoice in time to come. She opens her mouth with wisdom and on her tongue is the law of kindness. 
She watches over the ways of her household and does not eat the bread of idleness. Her children rise up and call her blessed, her husband also, and he praises her. Many daughters have done well, but you excel them all. Charm is deceitful and beauty is passing, but a woman who fears the Lord, she shall be praised. Give her of the fruit of her hands and let her own works praise her in the gates. So we're going to go through what all of those verses mean over the next couple of weeks. We're going to continue into a series and we're going to introduce you to some people who would embody Proverbs 31 woman. Um, Sometimes when you read these types of things, especially if you haven't been to church a lot, which, hey, welcome. I, I don't care if you've gone your whole life or if you just started going or if you haven't gone at all. My goal is to introduce you to the love of Christ so that you can experience the peace and salvation from having a good relationship with Jesus Christ. We want to dive into this. I may not have all the answers, but I'm going to find people who do. And if you have questions, I welcome you to send those as well. Again, we may not always agree on everything, but we're going to agree to disagree, and we're just going to keep moving. I also want to share with you... um, just a little bit in Jeremiah. So, as I said before, I am 100% pro-life. And I know that today, if you are a female, you're pretty much expected to be pro-choice, which I just totally disagree with. If you want to be pro-choice, that's your decision. I advocate for the unborn 100% of the time. The reason I do that is because I know that in the Bible, as I said, that's where my answers come from. God told us he knew us before that we were even formed. If we go into Jeremiah, we'll, we'll go to verse 5, uh, Jeremiah 1.5. Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Before you were born, I sanctified you. I ordained you a prophet to the nations. So basically, God is telling us here, he set us apart. Now, that takes us into one of the last things that I'm going to share with you today, which is also in Jeremiah, and it's my life first. My life first is Jeremiah 29, 11. And a lot of people use this verse. Um, it's, it's a verse that a lot of people will quote as the verse that gives them um, any, kind of, uh, po- any kind of hope in grief. But I utilize this verse as a way to help me understand where I'm going and how to plan for my future. Jeremiah 29, 11. For I know the thoughts I think toward you, says the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil, to give you a future and a hope. Now, there's a lot of different things going on in the world today, and we do all need hope. We also know that we need to think about our future but not have fear of the future. God tells us, do not be afraid. And he is always with us. While in high school, my friends voted me most likely to be a talk show host. They probably were really right because those that know me know I like to talk a lot, sometimes way too much. And I do like to talk, but I really enjoy speaking with people who have had experiences that I haven't had. And I'm looking forward to introducing you to a lot of guests who have had a lot of different experiences that you will also be able to learn from. And if you would like to be a guest or you know someone we should talk to, there will be a link in the description below. And if you're listening to us on a podcast, you can also find the form on our website, 
Remember, be a light, be bright, and be bold. And if you can't be bright, don't dim someone else's light. And until next week, prayers and peace and God's blessing for all.